0: Well, the Milsa the there was a an employer who calls in one of his workers and he says, Do you believe in Triya Mason?" He says, Nah, it's not my thing, I don't believe in it. He says, really? He said, Well, how do you explain that yesterday you said you went to the funeral of your grandmother and you had to get off from work? I saw her this morning in the supermarket. I want to talk to you several things and you could follow along in the in the uh, handouts. Regarding chesam esim in general, first of all, how will a person come to chesam esim? Will he be healed? Will he get up healed already, or is he going to have his uh, ailments, and only after he becomes uh, resurrected will he have, uh, will he become healed? Or uh, will he first have the uh, the ailment, and only afterwards um, will be healed? Will he get up in the same clothes that he was buried in, which means people are going to be walking around the streets with tachrichem, uh, with uh, white shrouds. Or maybe he'll have clothes that, that was a typical uh, clothing that they used to wear at that time, whenever he passed away, that was his style of dress. So someone that's from uh, 150 years ago, or 200 years ago, will be dressed in a certain way. Someone from the times of Besam Mikdash. Will they even have yarmulkes? It's a different question. when um, they come back to Chias What What clothes are they going to be wearing initially? What's the process of getting healed? So we'll begin like this. The question is, someone who was a summa, someone who was blind, or a mukashkin, what's going to happen to him? A person that had a certain ailment, let's assume that they couldn't see. And they come to Tcheis Mason. Are they going to get up as blind people, or whatever the, the, the ailment was, and then they'll be healed? Or not? And there's two ways to look at it. The, in general, these these psukim that we have from from Yeshaya which talk about it's actually this question is asked in a the Medrash. And the psukim in Yeshaya in which talk about healing or the miraculous healing, there's two ways to look at it. The first of the of, of Navi look at it as a spiritual type of healing. In Gemara, however, in Sanhedrin and in other places, he brings in detail, understanding it or explaining it specifically for physical healing. But let's talk today about that these psukhim are applying, the nevu is applying to physical type of healing. Okay? So Gemara Nansen Hadin of Allah from the base tells us, the <mouth> Shlokish Rami, the Shlokish asked the question, it says in one <inaudible> that <mouth> among them will be the blind, the limp, <laughs> those that can't have children, have children, and have children altogether. That's one pasuk. <mouth> Another, that's in Yir Another Pasuk says, ka'ayol that even a limp person, who now he can't walk, all of a sudden he's going to be skipping around like uh, you know, like a swift animal. So, Shlakesh is asking, there's a contradiction. On the one hand, it says they're going to get up. It seems like they're going to be ill or handicapped. They're not going to be able to do what they do normally. The other Pasuk says, that on the Shaykh comes, they're going to be... Um, Skipping around. So the to answer is that it's not a stira. Because when they get up, as we stand now, they're going to get up with their difficulties. Okay, so you have people that are not capable, and they need to be pushed around in wheelchairs or whatever else, that's how they get up to to Tcheza Mesim. Um, the Eveshter will then, as a stage two, he's going to go and heal them. I'm going to ask two questions. First of all, we have a principle that the Ebeshet doesn't do a nest for no reason. Okay, if, there's a, if a miracle is needed, he'll do a miracle. If it's not needed, he doesn't. He likes to work in ways of nature. So even if you're dealing in a time when there's such a great miracle as resurrection of the dead, but why do you have to do a next nest after that? You're making them come up as sick. And let's not forget, some of these people the, the, it's, it's been a thousand years, two thousand years. There's no body left, okay, for the most part, and they're coming back to life. That's a miracle. The physical coming back to life, the spiritual, the of the, the fact that they're alive, right? So you're making them be not healthy, and then you're doing another step, you making them healthy. What's the point of doing all that? And number one, number two. Why do you have to use these two stages? Why do you have to start with one stage that they become better? Even Forget about the nests question. There's a lot of this going on over there. There's this one that are flying around. Why do you have to go through these stages where, where number one, they are um, getting up and number two, they have this uh, this health thing? So one, one explanation is brought from Sadia Grain, which is one of the, the uh, foremost uh, sources on uh, philosophy and, and, and uh, these type of explanations in Jewish thought. And he says like this a person needs to be recognized first. Okay? If he comes up, he comes up, he gets a lie, he becomes resurrected, and then people say, that's not him. I remember him, he was limping. That's not him, he was hunchback. Whatever it was, right? So, they're going to say, it was a different person. Okay? So what Hashem does is, says first he wants them to come back the way they are. The way they were when they passed away. Everyone recognizes them. And they get accepted back in their family. They're so excited to see them. This is how they know them. And then he heals them. It's interesting because if a person in Chassidishon passed away uh, very suddenly, something happened. they were in a car accident, and no one knows them in that ailment, right? They were not well for ten minutes. Okay, no one knows them in that way. According to this explanation, when they're going to come back to Cheshamisim, they're not going to come back not healthy and then get back together. Because the whole reason he gives is that people should recognize him. But if no one knows them in that state, or they have no problem recognizing them in a fully healthy state, because that's how they know him or her, so then there's no reason to, to, that they should come back in two stages. They'll come back, they'll be healthy. In other words, there's a problem. You, you want the person to be accepted back in their family and receive the proper uh, excite, exciting welcome that they deserve. So if they're going to be a completely different entity, Right. If you look at like, who are you? Um, the Rebbe gives another explanation, as we'll soon see, but the Sadiqayin says this is the reason. So people should accept them and recognize them and welcome them, and then they'll become healed. So it's not a miracle for no reason. It is a miracle. It's part of Tchisa and That stage of that excitement or that welcoming, that greeting that happens is, is needed for that reason. let's look at, at a, a broader explanation from the Rebbe, which is in the, in the Rebbe's letter regarding Ches HaMesim it's printed in Chelik in, Beis in of Igris there's a concept that the way the person leaves, that's the way he's coming back, okay, so if he left blind, he's coming back blind, if he left deaf or mute, that's how they're going to come back, not only that, but the way that he was dressed, that's the way he's going to come back, in the same type of garments, Eibusha says, "Yamdu They should stand up the way they went, and afterwards, I'm going to heal them. That it brings from from a uh, and from Zayar. Another reason people should believe these are the same people. The person comes back. It's not just you don't recognize them. They have to introduce themselves, and they're not going to be. They're not going to receive the same greeting as they would when they when they feel this person. This is how they know them, right? Um, maybe you could. Explain this: If you ever see a person that you didn't see in a very, very long time, they look completely different. It's it's offsetting. You're like they they lost a tremendous amount of weight. Their beard has changed colors. It's a different person. And you look at them like. By the time you process that it's them, it doesn't have the same the same excitement. And if you're not gonna see the person the way you know them, it's gonna be missing something to this to this reunion. Right? There was a, a famous uh, joke about a person who was, he was, um, sees his friend across the street, he runs across the street, he says, Chaim, it's amazing. You used to not have glasses, now you have glasses, and you lost so much weight, wow, and you, you, your beard has changed colors, and, and the challah, you walk much straighter now, it's unbelievable. He says, Chaim, not Chaim, my name is Misha, and you even changed your name. <laughs> but... Uh, so there's a reason that when you see the person, you should you should feel that this is that person, and you should be able to, to, um, to, to recognize them. Okay. The says further, um, they shouldn't be able to say that. You know what happened? Hashem sent another group of people, the original people that passed away that uh, 500 years ago. They're not back, or even 100 years ago. There's a new a new existence of people. They have the same name, maybe, maybe they belong. This is the role they're fitting, but not the same people. By bringing them back the way they were, everyone feels that it's the same person. So it's not just, so you should recognize them. You can recognize them, they'll have name tags. They should, no one should be able to come and say, it's not the same people that got up. It's a new creation. And that's lacking in Teches if you don't have that, that component. Okay? Yeah. they I say it's not the same people that died. It's different people. I mean, the whole concept is so supernatural that a body which disintegrated already is coming, even not, it's coming back to life. It's like, quote. So it's easy to say, it's not the same people, whatever. Those guys are different, whatever. It's not a diff- different reality. But by bringing them back the same way, you have that. Okay, we have here a quote from B'Rishis Rabba. Anyone that Hashem has uh, plagued or, or, or hurt um, in uh, in this world, when Mashiach comes, they're going to be healed. Okay. The blinds will be healed, as it says, in the The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ones that are limping will be healed, as it says, "As the Dalek." brought this passage before from Yermia that it's going to uh, um, they'll skip like like an aisle, and so on. Okay. So this is the other reason that's bringing that that it brings that you shouldn't have that feeling that it's different people. In addition, the Rebbe says that when you bring them back the same way, you understand that it's coming from the Eberster. And apparently what this means is, if someone could shed some light on this, apparently what it means is that the concept of is miraculous. But when you put this detail that they're coming back to the stage that they were before, it makes you recognize it's only the Eberster that could do it. You you're almost watching this miracle unfold in stages. First they came back, wow, and then they're the same way they were, and then they're being healed. So when 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 a person sees that he says it's only the Eibishter, one that brings them back to life, and then he heals them. It's not like they're aliens landed from a different planet, and somehow there's some Chasam some other entity which made this happen. Okay, that would bring some Zayar. additional component we'll say this in the the translation when a person gets up when they'll get up from their their earth they're going to get up the way they left and in the same garment in order that they shouldn't say it's different people and only then the world will reach its completion there's something that happens when, when the people come back in the same clothes and the same situation and then it gets healed with a recognition this must be Hashem. Mm-hmm. It seems that if it's just Chirsa Mason, people start to, okay, crazy things happen. But when you see that type of detail that's traced back exactly to the way it was, imagine you see a picture of someone from several centuries ago, a painting. And then you see them in the street. And it's exactly the same person. They have a cane. They're walking a certain way. They have a certain, even the clothing is the same. It's not a guy who walks in and says, I'm, I'm the am the or whatever. And I, I don't know if the picture of the is real. But uh, you see the something. It, by, by seeing it exactly the way it was, it adds another component of Hashem Echad, Everyone recognizes that it's Hashem that's doing this miracle. Okay, also the Rebbe brings another, another from the Zayar where how is it really going to happen? So... They're gonna be healed in their grave. And from there they get they have the the healing, even before they get out. In other words, they're gonna get up, they're gonna come back to the body will come back whole, it will come back to life, and then there'll be a process of healing, and then they'll come up, which won't have the component that we just explained, and there is such an opinion as there, but we're not gonna have that component of feeling, seeing, recognizing, all those things it won't be there because they're going to uh, get up. By the time they get, by time they get out, and people see them, they're already going to be healed. Maybe it means that they themselves will feel that that process. Okay, so we have from from Chedek Bey's Kivon Eder when that voice, that sound, will be awakened, or will be will be sounded among the graves all these graves are going to spit out, so to speak the dead that are in them what does it mean they'll fall, like they'll spit out it's going to spit out the people outside why are Mesim called Rifoim? Rifoim is from the Lushner of Rifuah because they're going to receive their healing and they're going to be healed the way they were before they passed away. The bones are going to be combined. The ones that belong one to another, and the, the structure of the body. Um, it's called the refoyim because they're, they're, they're healed. Okay. And if you want to say that in the pasach, refoyim is not the typical term of refoyim from Lashon Okay. So all it means that all of the, 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 the bones will, will be reconnected in the grave and they'll, they'll get up and this is something which applies to didn't having Tchias HaMesem now he brings here interesting that animals will also have Tchias HaMesem um, besides the nakhash, the serpent the snake why? because he's the one that brought the problem in the first place whole idea of getting Chava to eat from the Yitzhadas and then getting Adam Yishin, getting upset and the whole idea of death in the first place according to the plan we were supposed to live forever and as a result of the Nachash there is death in the world so the Nachash won't have Tcheis uh, Okay. and part of the healing that happens for animals is that the wolf and the sheep lie together which seems from this that it's supposed to be this way, the beginning of creation. That's the way Hashem designed it. That these animals should be, should be able to coexist. It's a gollus reality that they can't. And when Mashiach comes, part of the healing of animals, I don't know if it means that, uh, that all animals that were killed come back. I don't know how that's going to work. But there's a, there's a certain reality now that animals are healed. Um, you know, one second, I stand corrected. It doesn't say that they have chis and mises. It'll be healed the healing of animals means that they'll they'll coexist what the, what, the nivu, what the what the say about this idea which in general when we say is it a musol melitza is it metaphoric? when you say that animals will lie one with another is it just a description that there's going to be peace okay animals get along with each other it's it's a, it's a blissful time but from here it comes out that it's it's literal there's plenty of sources that it's literal but from here is also a, a, a raya, perhaps, that it's, it's literal, literal. Why? Because you have this concept that it's part of the healing that goes on in the world. That now animals coexist with each other, which normally don't uh, are not on the same uh, pen, because they're, uh, they're just the way they are. They're, they're not not—they're um, contradictory to one another. When they're together, they, they eat each other up. Okay. Continuation on this, this topic of of um, What's the deal with the garments? How are they coming back? Are they coming back in tachrichim? Which uh, let's assume that you'll see people walking around with kittles, okay? They're, they're yom kippur garments, uh, maybe talesin. Um It's a pretty scary sight. <laughs> um, or does it mean the regular clothes that they used to wear during their lifetime? Okay, if he was wearing overalls, that's what they wore. He wears. If he's wearing, uh, you know, something else, that's that's what he comes back with. So the Rebbe explains like this. It says in Chazal that a person will get up in the same clothes that he went down in his grave with. But there's a machlekes. Does it mean the tachrichim, the shrouds, or maybe does it mean the type of clothing that he was used to wearing? Okay. <laughs> it brings this idea. And there's a machlekes. According to Rabbi, the Rebbe, they come with the garments they used to wear in their in in uh, during a lifetime. Okay. Now, see from from Yerushalmi also Masechet Kilayim Milsa Amrin b'Sadin Echad Niquvar Niquvar Rabbi. The Rabbi Amar they come a they come the banish ozel who osi with Rabban Amrin come a the banish ozel who osi. So it's either it's not the way he he was dressed that's why he came back, or it's the way after the way he the way he did dress that's the way he comes back. You're going to enjoy the the, the styles, right? Okay. Okay, so Antolinus asked Rebbe, what does it mean? They're going to be turned over like the the, the format of a seal. And he explained to him that the pasuk, you have to understand the pasuk. Pasuk means two things are going to happen. The person will have a resurrection. They're coming back to life. Their body comes back to existence. In addition to that, there's another component to the Ness. That they now have clothes. The same clothes that either they were buried with, or that they used to wear. Okay, Which is another um, interesting thing. The Yomar Masech has a question. What's the halacha regarding kilayim? Can you use kilayim? right? Shatnes, when you have a garment that has wool and linen together in it. Um, generally, there, there was a, uh, a minig or more than a minig instituted that not to embarrass the poor people. Well, why, why, why are um, those? Why are people buried in, in tachrichim, in shrouds? Because not to embarrass people that don't have. Okay, so if let's assume there was a crazy custom that they're burying people in gold and silver or and whatever, and fancy, fancy clothing. So a person that doesn't have, they're very embarrassed when they pass away then, that they're buried in simple clothing. So in order to, out of respect, it should be just simple white white uh, garment. But in, if you go back to the source from a from, halacha from, um, perspective, can you use shotness? You can't wear shotness yourself. You can't have one uh, garment with, with wool and linen. We check our, our clothes for shotness. What about for a mace? Could you have, could, could a, that person be buried in this... Um, in in, in sharpness. okay. So the Gemara says you're allowed to. Why? How how could you say you're allowed to? When he gets up, uh, he's gonna have kilayim, uh, right? Right now it says by meisim right? Poor, uh, person that passed away is not required to do any mitzvahs. But when he gets up, now he's he it's what he, he's alive and he's wearing shotness. So Rabbi have learns from here that mitzvahs beteles well, When Moshiach comes, you're not going to have these requirements. And the proof is that you're allowed to bury them that way. Why would you do that if, if down the road they're going to very soon get up and there'll be a problem? Okay, and it's another topic about mitzvahs beteles la'asid and so on. Let's look at uh, the quotation here from Gimara Gemara Masechet Nidah, Aleph Amud page 61b. Tanur Rabbanu Begech Avad a garment which which has kilayim in it, it has shotness, you should not sell it even to an idol worshiper. Don't make it even a saddle for a donkey. Okay, because when you sit on it, it's an issue. But you could make shrouds for someone that's being uh, passed away. This teaches you, or this proves, that when Moshiach comes, you want to have to do mitzvahs. And Abayah said, and others say it was Rav Dimi. He said, "No. We learned that before they're buried, when they're just being um, eulogized and whatever, before they're actually actually buried, you could use other other clothes, you could use kilayim. But when they're actually being buried, you can't do uh, kilayim because um, there'll be a problem." Now, um, did we not learn that Rabbi Echonan said even to bury him? And Rabbi Echonan goes according to his tomb. What's Rabbi Echonan's reasoning? His reasoning is that uh, by, chafshi, by, by dead people, it's, there's freedom in the sense it's mitzvah, so He's not required to do any mitzvahs, and therefore he could be with a kalayim. Okay. There's another limud from a, 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 a chita. Wheat, how does it uh, grow? It, it starts off uh, with nothing, right? It's a seed. And then it grows its clothes. It grows the garment around it. Waren mm-hmm. subas brings a kalvachemer from a chita, from a wheat kernel that's planted when, it, when it's naked, without any clo- clothing. And how much more so tzaddikim? That they co- grow, they get up with garments. So Tesu says, and eza, and this is what we keep on getting back to, which garments is it? Is it garments... Shenik v'Rubahem, or Yilu Shem Is it is, is it the tachrichim, or the ones that they used to wear? Shnei is be, shnei day There are actually two opinions. Is it be tachrichim, or Bov Shem Sheregilim bechayim? Have to wait and see how what, what happens. happens. Is it going to be with tachrichim, um, or is it going to be with the with the garments that they have? We have the mother itself, the Afkufi Dalif Ahmed Baze, but I see them in Tzikim Shayamdu Bimabusheyan. Kalakimer Michito. Machito, just like a, a, a wheat kernel, Shnikbura Aduma, Yezabakama. Sadikim Shnikushayan lachas kama kama. If the kalvachimer is like this. If you have a seed of a, a wheat kernel, which was buried with nothing, by the time it, it grows up, gets out of the ground, it has multi-layers. We'll call it clothes. Tzadikim, which were buried with, with clothes. Of course, when they uh, when they get up, they'll have many, many layers to them. Okay. Um, in Yerushalmi, they bring that Rebbe told his children, "Don't use too many shrouds, because siddikim are going to get up in their clothing." And their garments, in master from this thing is that it was clothes that they wore during their lifetime. In other words, don't get too busy with the, with the garments that you put the person in, because they're not gonna need it. They're gonna they're not gonna use that when they get up. They're gonna get up with their wardrobe. Okay. Sort of doesn't change. No, there'll be different eras. You see, this person's from the sixties, this person's from the uh, from the eighteen hundreds. You see, they they have a, a rope around their they're wearing a robe, they have a rope around their no belts. Yeah. Turbans and hats and schleimels like casquettes. Um okay, how are they going to be healed? in addition to the other things that ever brings um, the way that they're going to uh, to be healed I want to say uh, there's a story from the Balshamtev about uh, people that were that are there's several stories about from about Triesa Mason um, where he brought certain people back to life for certain reasons. and it wasn't just they came back to life, they came back to life at a different era, like a couple of years later. The story, One of the stories is as follows. Valshantov used to go to a particular city every year. He would stay in the house of a very wealthy person. And it was a, it was a big deal for the city. Valshantov came and everyone used to get ready and they used to eat a public meal together and and he got tremendous. Um, he would give brachas. It was a very special time for the city. One year he shows up on an unexpected week. He Just all of a sudden he's in shul. The people found them Friday night in the local shul. And so the gevir came running, the wealthy man comes running, and he says, come to my house. He says, no, I want to stay in shul. And when you finish eating, everyone should come back to shul and say tilim. They're all scared. What's going on? And B'lashantaf stayed in shul. He wouldn't leave. Everyone went home. They ate very quickly, and they came back to shul, and they said tilim all the way till Chatzais. B'lashantaf told them that after Chatzais, bring me a meal, my meal and Shul. And he had his so Shabbos and Shul. And they continued saying till him all night until the morning. And then he said, okay, we're going to go eat for so the Shabbos in your house, in the Gvir's house. And the whole town went to the wealthy man's house to have for so the Shabbos. As they're eating, a guy walks in. He walks in and he's asking for some, uh, some mashke, some alcohol. And the Balshantev says, "Tell, um, give him whatever he wants. So the, the host gives him alcohol, he's drinking. And Balshantev says, tell me everything that happened. He says, okay, I'll tell you. Yesterday, Friday afternoon, the paritz, the, the governor of the whole area, he called us together and he said, he's giving each one of us uh, weapons, uh, knives, pitchforks, various different types of uh, uh, weapons they were using at that time. And he said, I want you to go to the Jewish town and kill everyone. So go on, take whatever you want. So we were all ready, we were all geared up, and the plan was to come wipe you guys all out. And we're waiting for the the kuda to be told, okay, now is the time, go. It's a coordinated effort. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, it's already dark outside, and this fancy wagon comes up. Some some minister, like I don't know, a very wealthy, important person comes in. He goes into the house of the pardits of the governor. They speak for a while. And when he leaves, the partites comes out and he says, it's off. It's not happening. We're not doing this whole, uh, this whole thing. So ooh, it was a very strange idea. Two minutes, you know, a few hours ago he was screaming at us, we have to, you know, we're all re- geared up and excited, unfortunately, to kill Jews. And now, it's over. That's what happened. Hashanitev says, let me tell you the rest of the story the reason why I'm here is because I saw Lamaila, I saw in heaven that there was some terrible thing going on and they want to uh, wipe out a whole village of of Jews. So I decided I'm going to come with you, I'm going to be in this town for Shabbos, I'm going to daven and try to do the best I can to stop this decree. And the only thing I was able to do, the only thing, was to bring back a person that passed away, a guy who was a classmate of this paritz, they were very good friends as kids and as young people. He doesn't know that he died. He brought, to bring him back and have him go visit him. Now, why did he want to kill the Yidin? This part, it says the Baal was a very wealthy man. And because he was so wealthy, he never lowered the prices of the wheat that he would sell. He never lowered it. Just to compete with everyone else. He didn't care. You don't want to buy, don't buy. Big deal. As a result, many of his storehouses, the wheat just sat there and it got ruined. So the anti-Semites took the opportunity and they convinced the king that the reason why no one's buying from you is because Jews are telling everyone not to buy from their parrots. And you should take revenge. And the parrots believed it. And he decided the Eden are the terrible people and, and they should all be killed. So the uh, this friend of his who came back from the dead dressed up in this fancy clothing came in a fancy wagon went to him. And he told them you should know that it's not true. And I bet you that if you call the Yitin tomorrow night, not only will they sell you the wheat for you, they'll manage to sell even the rotten wheat. <laughs> and, um, and therefore he changed his mind. That's an interesting story about Chirsa Mason. It's not what we're referring to, but you see a, the idea of resurrection where the Valshantev wanted this person to come back for a certain reason in clothing the way he used to wear, in a wagon, in a horse, all these things are, are miraculous. It's not like someone pulled up to the cemetery and was waiting for him with uh, with a wagon. His Uber showed up. It's a whole different... Uh, okay. um, one of the things when you hear or learn about uh, these types of stories, it's uh, it's a little bit more mamchish. It brings out a little bit more of the idea of Tchiyas in general. There's another quick one with Lashem Tev. um There was a fellow in an inn and uh, I think it was the Balshantav. There was a fellow in an inn. Uh, a guy. He got very, very drunk and something happened and he, he collapsed and he died. And everyone was very scared because now the Yid owns the inn and they'll say he killed him. He poisoned him. What is what they're going to say? So they ran to the Balshantav. Balshantav came and he whispered in this person, in this uh, guy's ear, this is not the time nor the place for you to die. So this, this fellow gets up. Literally, he got up and he walked out and as soon as he left the town, he collapsed and he died. That's a different type. You don't see that he came back in his clothing and all these things. He just uh, not yet. Okay, so now the question is um, interesting component. How is the healing going to take place? Are they going to eat something special? Is there going to be some kind of tefillah they're going to say? Are they going to have medicine? How, how do they get healed all this? So what's the process? So, Leber brings that it's it's a tetzad. It's a result of There's, the sun has a very special um, quality. A revelation of light, and that's going to uh, to bring it. It brings some zeir. They're going to get up. This is in, in, what we brought before was of Zayr, which says they're going to be healed before they get up. aleph, it says they're going to get up with their ailments. Okay, and then the sun is going to shine at such a level as it says, the, uh, Hashem is going to take out the sun from its shell, and tzaddikim will be healed. Which means the sun's going to shine in such a way that it's going to to heal them. Okay, the same concept of the sun that shined is it shown or shined? Shown for Yaakov Avinu, right after the story with the, with the malach and he uh, he dislocated his his, 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 his sci- sciatic nerve, and when he came to Shechem the next morning, it says the sun shined and he was healed what happened there's a certain shine from the sun that gilui that was that healed it similar concept the same concept will be when moshiach comes that this shine of the sun will heal everybody so it's going to be a sunny day or the slight it will be sunny even if moshiach comes now it will be sunny now Okay. And Zayar brings that this is regarding Hashem is going to bring out the sun. It's the Ur er the hidden light, and shine, it, uh, and shine it for the hidden. The term that's used is Shemesh Tzadka. And what's Shemesh Tzadka? This is the same same shine of the sun, or the same level of the sun which uh, which shone when, when Yaakov Avinu was healed. Now, it says also that the sun is going to so Gemara, right? The sun is going to shine. It's going to do two opposite things at the same time. Rishayim, I if they have there there will be no Gehenna anywhere when Moshiach comes. There's no purgatory. There's no hell. when Moshiach comes. The sun's going to shine, and Tzaddikim, the righteous ones, will be healed through that shine, and the Rishayim, they'll be punished through that burn of the sun, so to speak. The very same sun. Now everyone's tzaddikim because Mashiach came that means any tikkun that had to be done has been completed so there's no yidin that have to be punished so those that uh, goyim that are not uh, we'll call them not good goyim <laughs> they will have their punishment okay, for hurting the yidin and so on but it's the same shine of the sun which is also a, 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 a Concept, uh, a Mashiach concept, a Geula concept. That you have a, the sun is shining at the same time, and um, tzaddikim nenumba, the Lushan is, and Hashem nideinimba. The tzaddikim are being healed; they're benefiting from it, and the are being judged by it. Okay, so this process is is going on. But from all these sources that we're bringing um, one after the other, you you find it seems like in conclusion that it's going to happen in two stages. First, they come back the way they are, and then they get healed question is, is it right away from the cemetery, or do people, friends and family meet them, recognize them the way they are, and then they get better, but it seems that it'll happen at a later stage, and the clothes they will come with, from Gemara it seems, well, our two opinions thesis brings both, but it seems that it's going to be the clothing that they wore during their lifetime.